It's the Sportzilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. 53 yards, he has not missed as a professional. Also perfect on extra points. But it's that kind of day for kickers in Atlanta. Calling it? Calling it. He's going deep right here. It's kind of fun doing the whole future home run call. Call it, J.D. Go, baby. You called it. The Sportzilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Programming note right off the top, the Nye Automotive Game of the Week presented by Pathfinder Bank and the U.S. Army. Along with Seth Goldberg at about 6.45 approximately is VVS and Whitesboro tonight. So here we are on FM at 96.5, 1310 AM, 1350 AM, ESPNUR app. If you'd like to listen, that's an option. It is brand spanking new and updated and real pretty like now. ESPNUR.com is another option. Trent Cole's show is right here on ESPN Utica Rome on Mondays from 6 to 7. Comets Insider re-airs. But not this Monday. What? But not this Monday. But not this Monday because of MLK Day. Thank you, boss, for the correction. That's the glue guy. Scoop is in studio also. Scoop and I host Comets Insider on Mondays. That re-airs on Tuesdays. I'm still not 100% sure on how it's breaking down for Monday with MLK Day and the availability of players and things like that for the Comets. But we'll have that answer well, soon Well, we enough. got a 1 p.m. game with the Syracuse Crunch. So they're a little busy, maybe. We're going to take care of your pregame on that. We host pregame. We'll jump over onto the Brother Station, K-Rock 4, Hartford, and the Comets tonight. We'll touch on that again in a little bit more detail in a few minutes. That's promise. We're on we're on social media on Twitter and Facebook at ESPN Sportzilla. So is the station at ESPN. You are Instagram, Facebook, and on your Twitter. So we've got all that out there taken care of. If you have the Amazon Alexa, you could say open the ESPN Utica Rome skill and enable it after that and listen that way and of course podcasted in all those places you normally get them apple podcast google play spotify and soundcloud currently playing basketball utica college men's pioneers uh, they are playing st john fisher it's a home game so if you want to sneak in and check out sean coffee's team yeah, five thirty tip off, I believe, or is it five? Is it five? It might be five thirty. I think maybe you're about a half an hour away from that right now. I don't have. I think it's five thirty. I thought it was five thirty too. Okay, that's what we talked about with him yesterday. Which, by the way, if you want to hear the interview with Sean Coffee yesterday, check out the podcast, Sportzilla Show. Just subscribe, real easy. SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Utica College Hockey, of course, has their weekend in it. What do they call it? the the polka? The Pennsylvania polka? Yes. Yep. In Wilkesbury. And Wilkes-Barre. And Wilkes tonight and Kings tomorrow. Wilkes, actually, that gets un- that gets underway, that game, right now. And then tomorrow, they're 1 p.m. with Kings College. Some people would say Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, it's weird. And there doesn't seem to be genuine consensus on how to say that, even among people of the region. That is correct. I was just going to say, I know some people from the general region, and you hear both. So there's no correct answer. It's Wilkes-Barre or Wilkes-Barre, and you're fine either way. And I believe Ben Burnell even investigated this a bit and was tweeting about it maybe last year at one point, you know, because uh, it is kind of odd how you hear it different ways. I guess it's not that far from Dunder Mifflin and Scranton, right? It's really not that far. No, not at all. Not at all. So th- there's all sorts of features out there. We had Ben Burnell in yesterday as well. You can check out the OD for updates on all that. We'll cover all of that. But Sunday, it's the NFL Conference Championships, AFC and NFC. And I want to start with Derrick Henry. And I want to start with you, Scoop. And we've done this before. We're going to do it again because Derrick Henry 
is bringing that old thing back, that smash mouth football that I know you're a big fan of. And you have just sold this team on Central New York for a few weeks now from the wild card through the divisional round. And here we are in the conference championships. They have a winning formula, assuming on the defensive side of the ball, they can shut down that guy named Pat Mahomes. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an old school sort of recipe that the Titans are using. Three yards in a cloud of dust. And after Derrick Henry just owned the Patriots, Bill Belichick said in the postgame remarks, we knew he was coming. We did not stop him. And it's just, they they tell you they're going to do it. Everybody knows we're going to have to deal with Derrick Henry and the run. It's not, uh, not a mystery. It's not hidden. There's no shenanigans there. Nothing surreptitious going on. You know they're going to run the ball, and you have to stop them. They just impose their will. Derrick Henry is that good. I'll give you some numbers here. 180 yards in three consecutive games. First player in NFL history to do that. That's just amazing in any era. Had 195 yards on the ground against the Ravens, for crying out loud. And against the Patriots, it was 34 carries. Seven of those were rushes of nine or more yards. You just kill clock. And even though the Ravens won time of possession, they got in the hole. And the Titans were able to kill enough clock, run enough time off the clock, that then Lamar is frantic and is under pressure. Wow, we're down by two scores. I got to do something. So then the defense forces a turnover. It's a similar thing. First of all, do they have enough defense to shut down Kansas City? However, if you're on the field, time of possession comes into play and you don't let or have give as many opportunities to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and that high-powered offense score. Very similar to what San Francisco is going to try to do because they play a, a similar style. And if you keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, same thing applies. If they don't have as many chances to score or as much opportunity, that gives you a better chance and supplies to both games of winning the game. The 49ers have run the ball more than they've passed the ball. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's what they'll try to do to Aaron Rodgers. But consider this, what the Titans did against the Ravens, which I find fascinating. They scored three touchdowns on third down. They forced turnovers. They made two critical defensive stops on fourth and short. And then they just ride Derrick Henry. You know, uh, they've rushed him 64 times this month while Ryan Tannehill has only passed 19 times. He's the focus. Everybody who plays the Titans know Derrick Henry is the focus. They just can't stop him. It's it's a straight-up game game manager situation for Ryan Tannehill. Not necessarily the case with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy has got that offense. And, I mean, just everything that they're doing, Andy Reid, every, everything they're doing is working offensively, especially after being down 24 nothing and coming back and scoring 51 points. Teddy Bruschi with the comments on well, what to deal with, what you're dealing with when you're dealing with Pat Mahomes. Super impressed with that about the no panic to him. And, you know, he, he did get some help from a couple turnovers that made a quick, quick, quick strike where he just had to get it in the end zone. But still, I mean, for him to just settle his team down the way he was and be a leader at such a young age, of course, he has the experience of, you know, losing a championship game last year. So there is a lot of experience in him just from that one year, the incredible success that he had of winning the MVP and the incredible disappointment, like I just talked about, of losing an AFC championship. And to be able to 
harness all of that into experience and shut a, such a short career. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is, is someone that's going to be hard to beat. You do have to credit the Chiefs and Mahomes for bouncing back from that awful first quarter against the Texans. He winds up passing for 321 yards, five TDs, no interceptions. But you remember there were miscues aplenty in that first quarter. And I don't know if you make those mistakes against the Titans that it's going to be so easy to come back. You got to remember the Texans helped the Chiefs in a lot of ways in that second quarter. What a crazy half of football that was. Texans up 24 nothing, and then a, a series of miscues on their part. And it, I think it was 28-24, Chiefs at halftime. And essentially, uh, the Texans got one more touchdown the rest of the way, I believe. you know, And 51 points on the board for the Chiefs. I don't know that the Chiefs are able to put up that many points against the Titans. Should be interesting. I thought it was interesting. Kansas City's got six Pro Bowlers this year. Andy Reid, 77 wins since becoming Kansas City's head coach. Just with Kansas City, that's second most over the past season, the past seven seasons. Guess who's first? Bilicek. Bill Bilicek with 86. Eventually that guy will go away. At least they're not in the playoffs this year. I'm happy about they that. They were in the playoffs. Well, no, they're not anymore, though. I'm sorry. They're not anymore. I'm sorry. They're no longer an option. Can I go cry now? Please don't. Okay. Please don't. But what are they facing as far as San Francisco and Green Bay? Similar in style. They run the ball a lot. They've got a remarkable defense. Will Nick Bosa eat up Aaron Rodgers? Yes. You think so? Yes. It's going to be... Nick Bosa and D. Ford. Boom. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting game. That's, of course, the later game on Sunday but Lewis Riddick was on the Mothership commenting on what we can expect from Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. It's interesting to talk about Aaron Rodgers as a safety net, but that's how I'm going to refer to him. Because I think this offense will run through Aaron Jones in particular, and the play-action game, the passing game, will flow off of that. And then if it gets to one of these situations where they get caught behind on the scoreboard and Aaron has to throw it, or they get in a situation where they feel as though they can exploit some matchups, they're pass-protecting well enough, and they want to throw it a little bit more, there's no question, as Aaron showed you against the Seahawks, that this is a guy who can put some throws out there that just make you go wow and have your draw hitting the floor. He's still that caliber. The interesting thing about it, though, is, and this is something he's alluded to all year long, is he doesn't have to be that guy all the time anymore. Sportzilla show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome now at 96.5 FM. Talking about the conference championships on Sunday. Interesting of note, the 49ers looking for their first Super Bowl appearance since 2012. Do you remember who was their quarterback then? Yes. Oh, 2012. Quarterback of the 49ers. Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guy yeah. by the name of Colin Kaepernick. Hey, that was the uh, Super Bowl that got shut off midway through. Yeah, with the, it was in uh, Seattle, Superdome. The lights went out or Against something Against the Ravens, like yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy game. It was a weird game. It was the strangest Super Bowl ever. It was. It wasn't as boring as last year's, though. I don't know. I beg to differ. I mean, the outcome was in your favor for I, your Patriots, but it was I a boring game. I, I don't know of a more boring Super Bowl than last year's. Maybe maybe the one that the Ravens won with Trent Dilfer at quarterback. <laughs> it was that yeah. 2000, 2002, yeah, something like that? I mean, that? that was pretty bad, but last year's was just... I, the commercials were better than the game. 
And the, the commercials the, the, were not that good. The food that we had at Rain's house watching the game was better than the game. Yeah. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> I can't argue. I, I absolutely can't argue. Well, we had wings and everything. Speaking of wings, uh, we're going to dive right into this. It is chicken wing season. This is the time of year, especially as you look forward to the Super Bowl, a week from Sunday. People eat a lot of chicken wings. It's it's an interesting stat that we've eaten twice as many wings now, currently in, well, I guess, 2020, as we were even two years ago. And people go crazy during the game. How many wings did you have at my house? I, I had maybe five or six. I didn't have a lot. Average person eats about nine wings. I in- think... You're typically when you go to Varick Street, you know, and you get wings at the Celtic Harp or at Lucan's, it's an order of ten, you know, or or you go to Killebrew or whatever. Uh, and, and and I know that uh, Lucan's and the Celtic Harp do wing specials now for football, and I love the wings at both those places. You know, it's funny. The top five favorite sides on Super Bowl Sunday besides the wings: carrot sticks, mozzarella, mozzarella chips and salsa, salad. And fries. I don't see celery and blue cheese on there, which is surprising to me for some reason. For me, you got to kind of have the celery and the carrots and the blue cheese. But some people want ranch. You know, they they can't do the blue cheese. How how do you eat that? It's moldy cheese. And I go, give me yours. Yeah, I'll eat eat it. Give me the celery and the wings. So salad is one of the top sides? I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. Now, is that for Super Bowl? Is that just... This is according to the information and the statistics behind Super Bowl Sunday. or, Or I guess... This point in the year in the football season where it's officially wing season. Well, you know, you got to have salad for that one girl who really isn't going to eat anything and is just sucking down white claws. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, a lot of people also are debating lately whether boneless wings count. And as I had told you before. Yes, they count. It's the one boner and the two boners. What's the, the flats and the, the flats and the drumsticks? The flats and the drumsticks are one boners and two boners. I've heard them call that. So. It's fair to say we've had a chance to be Marshawn Lynch and check our chicken. Have we not? Take care of y'all bread. Take care of y'all bodies. Take care of y'all chicken. You feel me? Start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken. Mentally scoops all about the chicken. God, I want some chicken so bad right now. I told you. I told you earlier today we were having a conversation about this that I am now going to be required to get you guys lunch since we're doing this thing full time now, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6, the Sports Illus Show, of course. And how can they hear that conversation? How can they hear what conversation? The earlier conversation. Are you are you being the boss? Kind of. You're asking me a question? Yeah. Not sure where he's going with this entirely. Is, is this a shameless <laughs> plug for the Syracuse version's yeah. Twitch channel? Yeah. Is that what you want? Yeah, if you want to see the earlier version of the Sports Illus Show, a little bit more Syracuse-focused in some ways, uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash talk. I think that's in the timeline because... That's 3 to 4 p.m. weekdays. 3 to 4 p.m. weekdays, Monday through I mean, Friday. The, the, they're seeing the podcast on the timeline anyway, so we might as well plug it. And they went to Twitch channels out there, too, at ESPN Sportzilla on Twitter. The Sportzilla show is on Facebook. But we like to talk about the Comets and Utica stuff here. We do that down here. We try to keep it localized because, hey, we're locally owned and operated. Galaxy Media Partners. All right, a few other things as far as football is concerned here on ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Uh, we've talked about chicken wing season, but did you know that calling in sick on Mondays is big after the Super Bowl? And there's some other days that it's popular to just give yourself a three-day weekend, ultimately. As you know, uh, some of them would be January 2nd, the day after Easter. Uh, Let's see, Martin Luther King Day is another one. A lot of people, because a lot of businesses have it off anyways. 
Other people are like, well, I'm taking the day as well. Hey, and if you want that day off, you should be able to take it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Can f- we? No, no, <laughs> doesn't no, work that way. They, they, those rules don't apply to us. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm just talking about the rest of the normal world. We are not a part of the normal world. The first Monday after Independence Day is another one. Uh, the Monday after St. Patrick's Day is another one. The Monday after Mother's Day is another one. So there's a bunch of those out there. I don't know how many people are working on plans right now trying to devise something to get the Monday after Super Bowl off. People have proposed it being a national holiday. I think we've heard this kind of, this conversation has been going on for years. I would uh, concur that really the day after the Super Bowl should just be a day off. Look, you're all hungover anyways. You've had 500 beers, 852 chicken wings. You know, you need some recoup time. Julian Edelman, when he got arrested, was with Danny Amendola and Paul Pierce. We had talked about that a few days back. Uh, That was when he got arrested for jumping on the car. Antonio Gates is retired. Larry Fitzgerald will return to the Arizona Cardinals next year. And I want to wrap up our segment on the NFL with Matt's Super Bowl conspiracy theory really quick. So it's NFL 100. As everyone knows, they've been promoting it all season. Um, The first ever Super Bowl was between the Packers and the Chiefs. What could possibly be the Super Bowl this year? It, it, well, if are you trying to say that occasionally games the referees may are call fixed? in in favor of other teams or to cover spreads and things like that? Uh, possibly. You're suggesting that sure looked like the league wanted the Seattle Seahawks to move on rather than the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, oh guys, Carson Wentz shot to the head. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Well, it's a plausible conspiracy theory. We'll discuss again in the future, I'm sure. Is uh, Vince McMahon scripting this? We'll find out. He very well might be. Somebody needs to steal the script. That would have been the Astros that did that. Ha! ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM, right back on the SportsZilla Show, talking a little comments and cues. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Wayne, Scoop, and Matt. Thanks for listening to us. Of course, if you've missed any of our broadcast, it will be podcast shortly. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also listen to us with your Amazon Echo or Echo Dot. You enable the Alexa skill on your phone, and then all you've got to do is say, open ESPN Utica Rome. you got to say that to Alexa, and then there we are, the Sportzilla Show. There's more and more of those in houses all the time. There's like 30 or 40 million of those. I, just the Amazon Alexa, let alone other devices in the house. A little hockey puck. Yeah, it's basically what it looks like. It really, does. it's like a little fatter than a normal hockey puck, but basically that's what it looks like. It was initially an all-black design, and now they have even prettier ones because they put out the new models all the time. I don't know if you have one or not. You have one at the house? I do not. I've got several here. I am, you know, I am sort of averse to this technology. I've got an iPhone. I never talk to Siri. In fact, the one time Siri talked to me, I'm in the car. And I'm having a road rage moment. Somebody cuts me off, and I'm cursing up a storm at some driver. And Siri suddenly says, well, we don't need to have any of that. And I'm like, I could take this boat and just chuck it out on a riskety boulevard right now. Oh, Siri. Poor Siri. I get scolded by Siri. She doesn't want to hear you. Shame on you. It's like, all right, all right. We don't need to talk to you, Siri. Watch your potty mouth when Siri's listening, which is probably all Always. the time, Everybody, just like Alexa. And I'm, I'm around my friends, and they're constantly asking their phones questions. 
You know, I just go to Google and type it in. Hey, what's it like to have friends? <laughs> the Utica Comets won six to five in overtime thanks to Lucas Yasik on Wednesday night. It was actually five straight goals, then five straight for Hartford, and then Lucas Yasik won it in overtime. Man, five. It was basically five unanswered for either team. Pre-games tonight over on the Brother Station on K Rock at six thirty with Scoop and myself. But Brogan's out. I heard. Some sort of injury. I believe it's an upper body injury. I didn't see anything on Wednesday night. I don't know what happened exactly, but we've got Matt Petgrave up from the uh, Brampton Beasts. Of the ECHL. Brampton Beast. And, uh, you know, Brogan had, what do you have, four points the other night for crying out loud? And what a nutty game. I mean, we get 5 nothing after one and they come back. Hartford gets three in the first seven minutes of the second. And it turns out we don't get any shots on goal. Or at least we think somehow, you know, the uh, AHL scoring ferry gave us a shot on goal in the second period. Outshot 16 to 1 in the second period. I was inventing new ways to swear as that was going on. Between that and your car <laughs> ride, we got in a fight with your phone and Siri and a virtual I have, woman. I have rage hall problems. So Justin Bailey had his second his second hat trick in three games. And he couldn't have gotten one in the game in the middle because the entire team got shut out. He's been unbelievable lately. Would you like to hear the Justin Bailey hat trick? Oh, oh yeah, let's wallow in that. Let's just let that wash over us. I put them together so you can enjoy it over 60 seconds here on the SportsZilla Show. Rebound came out to Boucher. Fires it across to the left wing side. Nikolai Goldobin controls. Goldobin to the line. Rafferty doesn't fire. Back to Goldie. Once again, Rafferty middle of the ice. is shot tip score. Justin Bailey. Number 17 on the season for Bailey. The Comets lead 1-0. And a long shot off the leg of the Comet. Now Bailey's on a breakaway. Bailey all alone carries in. Score! Boucher looking with a shot off the outside of the goal post. That one shooting the score, not quite for the rebound. Rafferty, big blast, scores! Bailey, hat trick! He redirects in front of the goal. It's his second hat trick in three games. Justin Bailey makes it 4 nothing. Utica Comets. Boy, that was something. Just fantastic. It was crazy. You know, you think, all right. We got five goals in the first. We're we're coasting now, and there there we are, hanging on for dear life at the end. They score the tying goal with about fifteen seconds left. I was so disgusted. Thank God, Lucas Yasek scored that overtime goal. Yeah, I yelled "son of a b" when that happened, but thank, I I used the whole word. Thank the Lord, because can you imagine the wailing and gnashing of teeth coming out of? The Adirondack Bank Center, if we had lost that game after having a 5 nothing lead. You cannot ever allow a 16 shots on goal to one period to happen again. I've never seen that except like in maybe peewee hockey. Can't yeah. have that. You're absolutely right. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, not 96.5 FM in the Sports Illustrated Show. With Scoop, Rain, and Matt, the glue guy, the boss in studio. 
Uh, something else to look at this weekend. Uh, comments, by the way, have the Cleveland Monsters tomorrow. Pre-game once again, 6.30 over on the Brothers Actually, station. Actually, we're on at 6, I think, tomorrow. We're doing an hour. It uh, is an hour. Oh, uh, we've got the hour pre-game tomorrow, the yeah. extended hour pre-game? Yeah. Ooh, we've got to get some peeps, some extra peeps on. Hmm, I'm going to be reaching out to a few friends that cover the Comets. Uh, but let's talk about Matt Gutierrez, who covers Syracuse, the basketball team. And as you know, they got a game tomorrow against Virginia Tech. They've won a couple now. Uh, they've made this season look a little bit better, giving them a chance to make it to the tournament. If not, NIT is a thing. But Matt Gutierrez writes for The Athletic. And if you don't have the uh, subscription to The Athletic, he does a great job. And we wanted to cover a few of the things that he was talking about. I have a silver lining. Look at the, the sunny side of things. You know what I mean? Glass half full about this team because they can still technically make it into the tournament. They've got to win some games. They're in a soft stretch in the schedule right now. Once again, back at it at noon tomorrow. They've already flown down. They'll be playing Virginia Tech. They lost to them on the 7th of January, 67 to 63. And Scoop, we, we've been having this conversation. It's just a, a better team, a more confident team. Buddy Beheim has shown, they've shown the ability to stretch out the defense by making the three, specifically Buddy. Uh, but, you know, JG3 is making a few. Elijah Hughes is making a, th- making a few. And then that gives Buddy a chance to penetrate into the lane and just gives him more options moving forward. It's, it's a little bit different team even in 10 days. They're just different now than they were even a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Yeah, they're doing some little things on defense. That, that's helping them. I think this game really for the Orange is about payback. You know, I think the Orange is a better team than they were a few weeks ago. And some of the key things you got to watch is, you know, the perimeter shooting. Virginia Tech was very good at preventing easy threes from the perimeter. Well, I think we're doing some things where maybe we'll be a little bit better with that at, at this time. And, and hopefully – Defensively, some of the new little wrinkles we're trying, we just don't let them roll and roll and roll with the scoring, and we slow them down. We, you know, make it agony. Make those possessions agony for them when they're trying to score. But you should enjoy, uh, Matt Gutierrez goes on to say, enjoy Elijah Hughes. Just a fantastic player. He can do a little bit of everything while we've got him. Does he go pro next year? We don't know. Does he come back? If he does, you got all five starters returning. If he doesn't, you got four out of the five. So it's a, there's some growing pains this year. But I remind everybody, Syracuse has made the tournament eight out of the last 10 years. It is not our birthright as Syracuse fans, even though we get all over the Heim and the team and everything else. We just expect, there we are, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four every year. It obviously doesn't work that way. But going forward, you've got some very good players that are getting some playing time right now. Quincy Garrier is a hard worker. Everybody said that. He's very athletic. He'll get better at shooting. How could he not? He's only a freshman. Joe Girard, just look at what he is already as a freshman and where he's going to be. Look into the crystal ball of the future and realize he's a good player. I mean, the kid can shoot the free throws. He's ultra competitive. Jim Beheim has described his heart and said how much passion he has for the game. This is important information. Breaking sports news. You hear it first. Utica College men's hockey is up 5-0 at the end of one. Holy smokes. And that's the number 12 ranked Wilkes they're playing right now. Yes. That's wow. Called, that's called putting it down. That's called making a statement. How about the brain Gary Heenan and his boys? The teams have combined for 28, so- 28 shots. And Daniel Fritz has two goals. Wow. We're going to have to get him in next week right here on the Sportszilla Show. Well, let's Thanks, they, Ben Burnell, for that they, tweet. Thank let's, you, Ben Burnell, for hope, that. 
they keep that going. Of course, we'll probably get a few tidbits on Twitter from him yep. as we get the pregame in about an hour for the Utica comments on the Brother Station. Let's take a break. Obviously, that cheating scandal is just in its infancy, and there's just more and more and more and more. MLB next. ESPN Radio. Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. The SportsZilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. <laughs> Getting Rick rolled. Rick rolled. Can we turn that up a little bit? I'm just going to hum for the rest of the SportsZilla cool. Show. Second floor. Never gonna give you up. Fourth floor. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna turn around and talk about sports. Turn it down. Turn it down. You're, you're just you're goading me here. You're, you're egging me I on. That's, I'm done. I, I rapped D nice a little bit earlier, didn't I? Didn't I do that at one point? Yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I did that too. Major League Baseball is obviously facing a cheating scandal that is horrendous. I hope my voice didn't come through. By the way, when I was singing on that, I was trying to grip my teeth. No, you were good. Was it good? Yeah. Uh, my tone. It's the tone. Well, the tone is bad for Major League Baseball. A lot of pitchers, a lot of Major League pitchers, former and current, and have seen this echo chamber happen on social media, specifically Twitter, but pitchers would rather face a guy on steroids than somebody who knows exactly what they're going to throw with this cheating scandal that's out there now, whether it's the Jose Altuve the buzzers, whether it's the sign stealing in, in, in any way, shape, or form that they're doing is banging on trash cans. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's amazing to hear that statement, and it's amazing to sit back and think a, a game that I love is tarnished like this again because there was the steroid era. We got past that. But even player, former players are saying this is worse. This is by far worse. It depends. We can find out if you'd like. Go ahead. Hello, ESPN. ESPN, you're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, all right. It's okay. Have a nice weekend. Did you did you dial the wrong number? Apparently. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Wait a minute. What did I call? Well, he thought this was the Rick Astley station. <laughs> I'm not your wife. I'm not your wife. He's trying to probably trying to call his wife and misdialed. Dude, you're playing Rick Astley. Astley, you gotta play more. Oh, I love it. I love Rick Astley. Didn't the Foo Fighters cover do a cover of that with him? Yeah, yeah. They've jammed together a couple of times now, and they've him and Dave Grohl are fast friends now. It's kind of amazing to me. He crushed it, by the way. I watched the video of that. I'm like, okay, Rick Astley's singing with the he's, Foo Fighters. It, the videos of him with the Foo Fighters are hilarious, and he's Rick Astley's having a great time doing that. It, he gets it. He understands where he is in pop it's culture. It's funny to hear him swear on stage, too, because he's just got that velvety, you know, voice and it's such a nice song you just don't i at least i don't envision him cussing no for some reason no i don't he's i mean he's so saccharine and sweet with that song and everything like imagine never going to give you up but you replace give with a swear word he um <laughs> oh i see what you did there i see what you did there he wasn't on steroids either by the way that was the era that they were dealing with. It's over with now. And the cheating scandal is worse for the Astros, the Red Sox, the Mets, and whoever else. I told you a little bit earlier, Jack McDowell, who 
pitched for the White Sox, a couple other teams, threw for the Yankees for a little while back in 95. He was pitching in the decisive game of the DS when Ken Griffey Jr. had scored that run, and it was terrible. Then the Yankees eventually went on the final the next year in 96 to win the World Series and the start of the dynasty and this current run of success that they've had. So when does this spider web end? It, it, no time soon. It's the very beginning of this. I, I think there are things that the league will still uncover. I know they are putting forth the idea that they've completed their investigation, but I, there's an awful lot of smoke here. And I think for the sake of the common fan and the peripheral fan, they need to really investigate this further and they need to get on top of this because there is now a shadow cast over the sport a suspicion cast over the sport where you can't really trust what you're seeing are you seeing a real baseball game but are you seeing guys who are stealing signs using technology and that's not what the game is about no you're you're absolutely right (laughs) even the councilman in, in los angeles county they're trying to have Major League Baseball award the World Series championship of 27 and 2018 because the Dodgers lost both of them. They're trying to give those those rings, the trophy, whatever. Good luck with that. The title, the World Series title, to them. You're trying to give you up? Vaca- yeah. Vacating is one thing. I don't know if they'll go that route, but they're certainly not going to award the World Series to the Dodgers, whether you like it or not. That's never going to happen. But as Scoop said off the air earlier, that's just them kind of, posturing for votes. Well, think, is is Clayton Kershaw really uh, just a playoff failure? Is that a legitimate narrative? Or were signs being stolen and were teams cheating when they played him? I, I think that's a possibility. I want to share the words of Tim Kirkjian. You've seen him on Baseball Tonight all over ESPN. You've heard him a bajillion times on ESPN Radio on all different platforms. He plays so-and-so, it looks like, with Dan Levitard. He does, which is hilarious. <laughs> and he laughs oh, and he laughs cries. and laughs. He does a bit with SVP, too, because they're both from Maryland. And I forget off the top of my head what it is, but he laughs so hard he can no longer form a complete sentence. He can't put three words together because and S- SVP, SVP is asking him questions yeah. and he can no longer answer. He's just toast. He's done. But this is Tim Kirchin talking about how every single major league baseball game from here on out, at least for not, not in the immediate future for a while is going to have a bit of suspicion hanging over it. Well, Major League Baseball has said we investigated this and there's nothing to it. Jose Altuve has come out and said, I've never worn a device on my uniform. So I grew up in a house where you don't accuse without proof. Okay. so I'm going to believe it. However, this is the problem, Scott. This is what we are looking forward to now moving forward is that somebody mentioned something like this. And these are the things we're going to be watching in every game from here on out, is somebody doing something? Is somebody looking in the wrong place? And I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody cross home plate like grabbing his shirt like that. It was very unusual when you hit a game-winning homer. Usually those hands are out here. He was clutched in here. And when he says, don't take my shirt off, that's a little bit unusual. But I repeat, I have no choice but to believe him at this point without solid proof. 
We're going to find out who lit it up next, and we'll tell you exactly why and what that means on ESPN Radio Utica Rome, now at 96.5 FM in the SportsZilla Show. It's time to look at who lit it up this week on the SportsZilla Show with Rain, Scoop, and Matt. Who lit it up is brought to you by IBEW Local 43. Become an IBEW Local 43 electrician. Find your career and light up your future. Go to IBEW43.org. I'll tell you who's lighting it up right now. It's the UC Pioneers men's hockey squad, which has extended their lead to six to nothing over previously 12th ranked Wilkes in Wilkes-Barre. And I guess now they're on their third goaltender, uh, Wilkes says. According to David Cooney, they are on their third goalie of the night. What period is this? What period is this? I believe it's the second now. Pull the goalie twice. Wow. That's like extra level bad. It's terrible. Hopefully they continue to light it up tonight. Let's tell them who else lit it up here on ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM on the SportsZilla Show. I'm going to go with the obvious for the Utica comments and maybe he'll light it up again tonight. Justin Bailey. I mean, the dude has two hat tricks in his last three games. Who else lit it up, Scoop? Well, I got to put a good word in for Buddy Bayheim and that bank shot against Virginia. I mean, he heaved it up there. He killed the clock like Coach wanted. And really, that was what Coach primarily wanted him to do. And he threw up a lucky shot and it went in. And it was a cool celebration after that. I think that's a sort of moment that really can bring a team together. And that win, I think, could really propel them to some good things. You're going to find out tomorrow, glue guy. Brett Talbor or Tommy Moriel from the Utica College Pioneers? Player of the month for Brett Talbor and Tommy Moriel. Player of the week for the third time. Hell of a season for that freshman. Sean Cooney's got some good guys, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a deep team. He really Sean does. Coffee. Sean Coffey. Sean Coffey. You said he's... Cooney. Sean Cooney. Yeah, huh? yeah. See, it's not just me. See, I was looking at a text. He goes, they're only two minutes into the second period. Two minutes into the second period. Talking about Utica College yeah. hockey team. Six, nothing. Wow. Over Wilkes. Another ranked team. This is, They win this. I think they're 6-0 and uh, against nationally ranked teams so far this year. It's, it's great. It's not a cream puff that they're playing. Let's put it that way. Who else is lighting it up? Us. Are we lighting it up? Well, we're lighting up some other people. The LSU Tigers in the locker room. Lit it up, talking about those cigars. Odell Beckham lit up that cop with a spank. Yeah. <laughs> and now the police department's lighting up Odell Beckham Jr. With, with an arrest warrant. There you go. Cuse lit it up in overtime, outscoring what they did in the second half. The last time they've outscored themselves in a half, it's I think it's happened twice, like in the 1960s. No, it, was, it, was, it has not happened for 100 years. It was like 1912. It was 1907, 1908 season. Wow. Uh, they were playing, uh, I want to say Williams, and it was literally like a 20. I think they didn't even get over 30 points for the game, and SU had three points in the second half in the game. It was like 18-11 at half or and, something in that game. And four in the overtime period. So that's the last time... The Orange have outscored the second half total of points in in an overtime. Listen, during the course of a week, if there's somebody out there that you think lit it up in any sport anywhere, locally or nationally, at ESPN Sportzilla on Twitter, the Sportzilla Show on Facebook, feel free to reach out to us. Especially if you got a high school athlete in mind. We'd love to hear about that. Or the Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook pages at ESPNUR. That's also an option. The Clinton Hockey women's or girls' hockey program has been lighting it up. Lighting it up. They have, and we're going to have their coach in? Correct, next week. What's your name? You don't have it in front of you, do you? 
You forgot. I put you on the spot. Oh, boy, we just you. had a conversation about her earlier. You're getting old like me. Oh, this I is am. prematurely forgetting things. Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman. Nicole Rudy. Nicole Rudy will be in joining us. Who She's el- a uh, Cortland grad. Cortland grad. Who else lit it up? I had a couple of other names I wanted to throw at you guys. See if you agree. JG3, because of the way he shoots free throws. Yep. He's like 95% leading the nation in percentage. Brogan Rafferty with the dangles and the silky mitts. And that was a beautiful goal, even though I don't think he's in the lineup tonight, which we'll confirm on Comets pregame at 630 on the Brother Station. And of course, with the overtime winner, Lucas Yasik lit it up. The lamp, literally the red light. Yeah, and thank God for that. Boy, I was on pins and needles. I couldn't believe after a 5 nothing lead, we're tied in overtime. And thank God it didn't go to a shootout. Trent Cole would have been lighting up his team. Oh my lord! He probably, I think he. Well, I think we learned that he sort of challenged the leadership group. Trent Cole lit up my other pair of headphones. Just saying, <laughs> there's a picture posted, but I didn't. I didn't whine about that. I'm just dealing with that. That's okay. He's got great hockey hair, and the team's winning. And I like Coach Trent Cole. So one more time, that programming note tonight. Nye Automotive Game of the Week presented by Pathfinder Bank and the U.S. Army is VVS in Whitesboro. Approximately 645, you'll get the call with Seth Goldberg. Not Greenberg? Not Greenberg. That's hashtag Greenberg. Other than that, I've checked my mentals, checked my chicken, checked my bread. My body's right. I'm ready to go on a weekend to Friday. Got a couple Comets games. Got a Syracuse game. Got some NFL conference championships. It's going to be a good one. Connor McGregor will light up Cowboy on UFC. You think he wins? Okay. Yes, I do. Sportsilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. Check you again Monday, 5 p.m.